Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for the 48th episode of the Podwans podcast. I am your host, Char Char J, joined by my co-host, Harris Productions. How's it going, everyone? Hope everyone's doing good. And before you ask the question, uh, where's Luke? He is currently on another podcast. So uh, me and Harris will be taking the reins for today's episode. We will be covering season five, episode six, seven, eight, and nine, aka The Gathering Arc. It's going to be a lot of Yunling action, a lot of Ahsoka action, Hondo Anaka, and we're going to see a bunch of fun stuff. We got a big group of guests today, and we are ready to go. Uh, Harith, are you ready to bring in our guests? Yeah, hell yeah, I am. All right. Let's... Where did the banner go? <laughs> I lost the banner. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get into the episode. <laughs> Never would have made it as Obi Wan's battle, but you might make it as mine. And we're back. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, our first guest today, um, he made his first appearance last week's episode for the Pod Ones podcast. He was on the Onderon arc, and let's bring back Nick at. Codename Fulcrum. Hello, hello, my friends. How you doing? Good. How are y'all? Doing, doing good. Doing good. Excellent. I'm excited about the uh, the younglings. I've always loved the younglings arc. Get the yes, uh, yes, especially uh, after a certain trailer that we saw at Celebration. It's uh, <laughs> it's a good time to talk about some Wookie Jedi. <laughs> oh yeah, he lives. <laughs> he definitely did. Oh my god, my reaction was priceless when I saw him. I was standing up, going crazy, and everything. <laughs> I think I mean, there was like a standing ovation in the galaxy stage. Yeah, same. Yeah. I was I was in celebration, thankfully, and that was yeah, that was pretty epic. All right, and we'll bring in our second guest today. She is returning for another show on the Pod Ones podcast. Uh, she has quite the resume on our show. She's been on episode thirty-six, the Citadel arc; episode forty-six, the Mall Returns arc; and she has been on many of the roundtables, uh, watch lawns, and reactions. Let's welcome back. Far, far away factory's very own B Dazzler. Hello. Hi, Brooke. What's up? Nothing much. How are you? I'm good. How are you ready guys? Ready to talk about uh, this arc today? Uh, I'm ready to talk about Gunji. So <laughs> I, as I, as I only care about I only care about Gunji. I'm not gonna lie. That's why I'm here. We stand Gunji you. in this. <laughs> All right. So um, once I bring everyone in, then we can, uh, you know, shout out where we can find you. Actually, we'll do that now. Uh, Nick, where can the good people find you on uh, the medias? So on the TikToks is uh, codename underscore Fulcrum. And then uh, Instagram, Nick underscore codename underscore Fulcrum. All the underscores. All right. And Brooke, where can the good people find you? Um, underscore VDazzler underscore on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, farfarwayfactory.com. All right. And our third guest today, he is making his 
debut for our Clone Wars rewatch. He has appeared for the finale roundtable for the Book of Boba Fett, and he is best known for being our Podwan Star Wars trivia champion. Let's bring in Element 7. The goat. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Did you say something about being a champion? Yeah, did. I did. <laughs> yes. I there is a, there's the belt that he won during Star Wars Celebration. We posted the championship match a few days ago, so if, uh, if you're in the chat and have not seen it, you can go ahead and check that out. Uh, I, I, I planned all this, by the way. <laughs> I hadn't signed up for, for an episode until I knew I was going to be the champion. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay, I like that. I want you to see, see you wearing that all celebration in London next year. Just I will. Our weekend, just wear that belt. Well, well, that's when the next uh, tournament will happen. It usually yeah. now it's since like we had the the planning of it during celebration. That's exactly what we're going to be doing next year as well. So I think we're, I think we're going to stick with the theme of having a trivia tournament during celebration. I will. So, de- I will be defending it. Yes, and who knows who will be fighting for it. Um, but anyways, Elmer, where can the good people find you on the social medias? Uh, just to continue the underscore gang, uh, element seven underscore underscore. Oh, well, no, it's underscore element seven underscore <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> uh, Twitter, there's an extra underscore at the end for Instagram. And then you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash diet in the force. All right. And our fourth guest today, he is returning for another Clone Wars arc. He has been on plenty bunch of our shows and uh i am glad to reintroduce them to our show let's bring in chase at ford into the black hi hello how y'all doing good how are you i'm doing really well i uh am team biff in this household uh this <laughs> is the best youngling yeah we, we need some ethorian representation okay <laughs> there's not enough ethorian love out there I no. think there's only Doc Ondar and Mok Shais, which, you know, screw that guy, but whatever. Um, but Chase, where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, forward into the black at pretty much everything and everywhere and Rogue Council once a month uh, on the YouTube and Twitch. Good. Cool. All right. And our fifth and final guest today, he is a newcomer to the Pod Once podcast. He is making his appearance with today's show. Let's bring in... Obi Sean Kenobi. Hello there. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Hey, uh, where can the good people find you on social media? Um, so it's just going to be obi.sean underscore Kenobi on TikTok, Instagram, and I'm just getting started on YouTube. So hopefully there will be some content on there soon. That's good. That's good. Uh, I've seen you in the chat a few times and I'm finally excited to have you on for today's show. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Also, Gunji Stan and um, honorable mention, Katuni. Uh, Katuni, we love Katuni. All right, so so usually how we run with every single show, we start with an icebreaker question. Um, since Sean is the newcomer to our show, we will ask him the icebreaker first. What color kyber crystal would you have and why? Chat, you can go ahead and say what color you would like, but uh, Sean, go ahead. Um, I would say green. Uh, green is my favorite color, uh, so I'd have to go with green. Um, if I had a second choice, it'd probably be the cyan blue. Ooh, like uh, like Terra Sinube. Yeah, like that. That's cool. I like that color as well. Um, Brooke, what would your uh, Kyber crystal color be? 
Um, so when I went to Galaxy's Edge, I picked green, but when I played Fallen Order, um, I stuck with the blue, but when I rebuilt my saber on Ilum, I picked like the the lilac, like the very white purple color. So I'm gonna have to go with that. That's cool. Yeah. I, any type of purple, I think I would love as well. Uh, Pep, what would your color be? Definitely orange. Fire orange. That's orange. my color in Sotor as well. <laughs> Chase, what would your color be? Uh, yellow. Always yellow. Kind yellow. of represent the Temple Guards and Ray, like always. <laughs> uh, Nick, what would your color be? I would have to go old school blue. Like I've always loved blue, but I feel like blue is kind of like the the Gryffindors of Jedi. Always <laughs> <laughs> kind of causing a little bit of trouble. And uh, Harith, what would your Kyber Crystal color be? Well, as shown in our banner, gotta go yellow. Yellow. Hell yeah, Temple Guard Ray Supremacy. Well, exactly what you said, Harith. I would go with white, and that's also my banner color. And I don't know. I just like the fact that there's a white lightsaber, and I love that Ahsoka gets the one is the one that wields them so and i love the hum they make too so don't forget about orla <laughs> that's true hey well, hey i i never discount orla Jereni, okay we got a few people that are saying yellow we got blue yellow then green and then the griffin blues for the win <laughs> team white saber so i'm talking about yeah that's it's it's a good range of colors. Um, are we? Oh, yeah, before before I begin, let me uh, shout out um, Brooke here. So Brooke, obviously, she runs a Etsy page and a website called Far Far Away Factory. She makes a bunch of clothing, earrings, and a bunch of different apparel. She hand makes and paints shoes, and she does a bunch of different things. And they're very well done. I know Luke got a pair of these custom um, Air Force One Vader shoes that I got to see at Celebration. They were very, very cool looking. And if you would like to go buy anything from her, this is where to go. FarFarAwayFactory.com. Etsy page is FarFarAwayFactory. And you can follow her on Instagram at FarFarAwayFactory if you want to get her stuff. She has a lot of good stuff. So, anyways, Harith, are you ready to kick off this episode hell yeah i am all right so um you can you go ahead and take the reins for episode one all right so the moral of the episode is he who finds himself faces himself so that's how the episode begins with the moral and leading with the first question is ahsoka finds herself leading the gathering how does this show her growth within her character and her ability to lead do you think this was a test of leadership or was she asked to lead as a way to show how far spread the jedi had become um i'll go start with um Let's go, Nick. Let's go just that way, naturally down. Let's go the other way. Previously. Well, I think you know, with the with the last arc being Andron and showing her leadership there, like it's it's like progressively Ahsoka's getting more and more responsibility as a leader and and as an instructor, and I, I kind of I, more so, I think it kind of shows the trust uh, that that somebody like Yoda has in her and her leaders leadership abilities. I don't really see it as much as uh, things are. Things are uh, getting thin, but more like she's just kind of taking that role. And it's like one of the best ways to learn is to teach. And I think that they put Ahsoka in that role a lot so that uh, she's she's learning as she's teaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that she's starting to do this now um, because at the end of the season, you know what it happens. So that's is like this is like the point of time where her growth is at her highest. And and shortly after, uh, 
you know, she leaves uh, something oh, called okay. the Jedi Order. Anyway, uh, let's go to, uh... oh my god. <laughs> Whoa, Chase. we have to wait for that arc. I'm sorry. <laughs> Obviously, Chase has never finished Clone Wars before. I'm watching Clone Wars with you. <laughs> Spoiler. Well, actually, Chase, it's not true because next week, uh, you know, we're watching the best arc. <laughs> the greatest arc. The only reason Clone Wars is good. According to George Lucas. Me <laughs> and George, we know what's up. <laughs> All right, well, Chase, uh, what do you have to say about this question about Ahsoka, uh, Ahsoka's ability to lead and um, a test of her leadership? I absolutely love Ahsoka in this episode. Uh, I think what what we see is, I don't think it's just Ahsoka. I think the pair we get, we get Yoda and yeah. Ahsoka. And Yoda has been there, essentially, from what we know, essentially every step of the way with Ahsoka and Anakin and Obi-Wan. And I don't know if it's canon, but it seems very hand-picked that she was there because she has she has come so far. And I think Yoda definitely sees, like, you're even kind of getting a little bit ahead of Anakin here in some ways. Let's let's get you with these younglings. Let's show them the, the lessons that they can learn because maybe she's the only one that he sees can do it. Yeah, for sure. Like, Anyone else? Um, I think this is this is a really great episode that shows both her like her leadership strengths and her her teaching ability. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go the opposite direction and say that none of this was meant to be. Yeah, they, the the Jedi Order, at least to my understanding, um, specifically Yoda never truly tasks anyone with anything specific. Only puts them in a position of learning. Uh, to make the to make those moments teachable, and the the purveying theme for all Jedi is always pass on what you've learned, and so there will always be moments and opportunities for them to be put in a situation where they can do that. And Ahsoka, even though I don't believe she was put there specifically for this, was, as everyone is saying here, in um, the best position to do so she was ready to pass on what she had learned mm-hmm. brooke any thoughts um i think uh i don't necessarily know if she was handpicked or if you know every once in a while they do a gathering and they choose like an older padawan to it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies be in that kind of position um and after reading brotherhood having them uh with seeing anakin with like the other younglings too Mm -hmm. kind of makes me think that they do this to see how 
ready they are for a potential like Padawan in the future. Um, I also think it helps for the younglings to have someone who's like closer to them experience wise um, and someone who's more relatable to them than say like Yoda because Yoda is someone that they can look up to but Ahsoka is someone that they can relate to a lot more. Yeah, I'm glad you compared it to Brotherhood, too, because I think that the dynamic between Mil Alabeth and Anakin is very reminiscent to what happens in this arc. And I don't know. I'm, I just I just want to see more Mil Alabeth. <laughs> I loved her in that book. But I just love how Ahsoka is able to orchestrate all this and allow the younglings to do what they're what they're trying to do, but understand the limitations with the wall getting frozen down and everything and to trust themselves and to just do what they have to do and um which leads into the next question which is of course um when they get to ilum and they go into the ice caves and the question is the gathering is meant to be a monumental event in a youngling's life how do you think the clone wars affected this event do you think that they even realized the severity of the situation or were they just excited to finally have their crystals I think I think for the most part the younglings have been were were largely insulated from the events of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. um, probably until they became Padawans and they started going off with their masters because the masters were generals, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I think the Clone Wars did affect this like ceremonious occasion negatively in that when you know it gave it gave. Hondo the perfect opportunity to uh hijack it basically and i'm not i'm not sure if i remember specifically but i believe they couldn't send reinforcements because they were engaged Mm -hmm. and so they had to fend for themselves i uh i think like uh what the lightsaber means started to change a little bit because like petro and like when he when they're talking about getting their lightsabers he's like i'm gonna kill grievous and that was his his reaction versus like you see in like the high Republic, the lightsaber uh, being, being more like a tool of last resort. Um, This was like much more aggressive, but like not all of them were that way, but he he certainly was. Yeah. I I think, I think you're right. Petro definitely had that. Like, I I, I hate to say indoctrination into like, I'm ready to go to war. Um, But you definitely see that like, they're all obviously lightsabers are cool. We all know that lightsabers are cool. We all have lightsabers. Uh, So everyone's excited, but yeah, I think Petro was the, I think you're right. Petro was the one, but everyone else kind of looked at it as like, this is just the next stepping stone in my training. Uh, And it's a great learning opportunity. But yeah, I, I think the clone wars definitely had that, gung-ho hold on petro Mm -hmm. yeah i think overall it was mostly excitement but like you guys were saying um you know they know of events of the clone wars they know the heroes and the villains general kenobi general grievous um and petro is a little bit more ambitious but yeah i think they're more excited about just getting their lightsabers yeah, I mean, hey, who knows? Petro could have a uh, 1v1 Obi-Wan Kenobi, like he said. <laughs> I'm going to take out Obi-Wan myself. <laughs> um, Bring it on. Next week's hey, cameo. Yes. But, <laughs> hey, you got to give the youngling respect for his optimism. He just wanted to be General Kenobi, you know? He just looks up to his, his master himself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did everyone uh, get a chance to answer the question? I think... Brooke, did you go? Um, No, I don't know. I have anything extra to add um i i think that they were 
mostly on like the excited side, especially in like time of war. It's like this is a positive thing and they don't have to like uh, worry about it as much. Oh, Harith, you know what I forgot to do? What? I forgot to read the plot summary. <laughs> oh, I was like, there's something missing here. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's why the episode felt off a little bit. Um, but I'll, I'll read it for uh, the second one, uh, which is coming up right now. Uh, let me pull up. Uh, this, is, this is a test of, test of strength. Uh, test of strength. All right. That is not Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Anyways. So exactly. now we move into Season 5, Episode 7, which is titled A Test of Strength. And the plot summary. Ancient Jedi tradition. Six younglings are sent to the secret caverns on Ilum, where they are tested by the gathering. An ancient Jedi ritual, where each youngling must harvest a crystal, around which they will construct their own lightsaber. Along the journey, they underwent great perils, hardest of which was to face themselves. Now, having passed the test, they take their first steps into a larger world. All right. That was the plot summary for season five, episode seven. And the first question for this episode is, or the moral is the young are often underestimated, which I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Um, uh, And then the question, the first one is a lightsaber is meant to be an extension of a Jedi's connection to the force. How do you think learning to build their lightsaber from a droid juxtaposes the idea of connecting to a living thing. And we can go ahead and uh, start us off. I think this echoes uh, a certain episode in a certain show that is airing now uh, named Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think, <laughs> uh, I think when, uh, I don't know where we're at in spoilers, but when it, basically a certain character says, why are you rude to droids? Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting thing we do see in Star Wars a lot of people looking at these like very complex machines that do save the day more often than not. Like the real hero of Star Wars is R2-D2. We can all you know, mm-hmm. agree on that. He's, he saves the day more than anyone else. And so I think all, all the younglings are pretty dismissive of, oh God, what is his name? Yang. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, no, we, they're, they're, they're expecting Yoda to do it or, or Sunube to do it for them. It's like, no, there's a droid who's just really good at it. Why don't you listen to the droid who's programmed to be really good at this and has been doing this for a thousand years? And they're like, no, what? And then he's like, yeah, okay, fine. And then also he kicks everyone's butt in the end. That was awesome. He's like, oh, he gets his like, head knocked off and his arms knocked <laughs> off. And he's like, I'm, I'm still going to kick you. It's like a like Monty Python moment. Uh but no, I, I love it. I, I love it because, you know, it. Uh, this is a precursor of what's to come for the greatest arc uh, that <laughs> never underestimated droid. You know, young, young ones are underestimated, but don't underestimate a droid. Um, I think my thoughts on the question is that I don't think it juxtaposes it at all. I think it is a parallel because the relationship between the younglings and Hu, Hu Yang is a parallel to the relationship between the sentient kyber crystal and the components that create the lightsaber. 
And so, you know, when when we have these moments with Yoda or Plo Koon talking about the clones and how each one has a unique signature, it's not they're not expendable and they're they're all important to the force. Um, I think the the lesson here uh, with Hu Yang is that, um, it, you know, there's a symbiosis that happens regardless of what that thing is, whether it's a droid or a crystal you treat everything that exists within the force with the same kind of um, sanctity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, St. Pat in the chat, he makes a, uh, a fun fact. Uh, David Tennant actually voice acts uh, Hu Yang in this arc. So uh, if you didn't and know got that. got an Emmy for it, right? I did. He? <laughs> I think so. That's what I have. Somebody, somebody in the chat was saying that in one of my, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. David Tennant is spectacular. <laughs> Um, I think also we get shown time and time again in Star Wars that, you know, droids are more than, you know, a culmination of, you know, wires and code that they have, you know, some a sense of sentience to them. And so it kind of mirrors the, the sentience of the kyber crystal as well. Because mm-hmm. I, I see it as like, so there's the crystal is like a, a living entity. It connects with the the holder, the wielder of the lightsaber. And and that a droid, a non-living being, is the one that's making it and forging the connection between these two um, uh, symbiont um, things. And it's like it's 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 a fun idea to look at because Hu Yang has been building lightsabers for thousands and thousands of years, and he's and he's. I love the scene where he was talking about what materials the younglings want. He was like. Do you want um, the bone from the uh, the Castilian whale, I believe? Um, and then you want black um, black onk or is or the wood this, like you get the High Republic like, tieback? Yeah, hearing that um, um, and this is the the Battle of Rashford and like the I'm I'm, I'm forgetting like the specific um, wars or battles that were mentioned, but it's just that those little bits of exposition. Um, that could be, you know, uh, it can be so much, fl- it could be fleshed out in the High Republic books or something that takes place way in the past that we could see. And it's like, it's like, whoa, I want to see that. I want to see the Battle of Rashford. I want to see all of these different things that, uh, that Hu Yang mentioned because, I mean, we, we, ne- we don't see them. It's, it's thousands of years in the past. So, and his knowledge on lightsabers teaching these young young jedi it's it's super fascinating that their his wisdom from a droid is passing is passing down to these kids and i think it's a very very cool moment um that these kids get to uh hang out with hu yang and build their uh lightsabers and then one's wood from a certain jedi that i like um <laughs> but uh harith uh, go ahead and ask uh, the second question all right, so for the second question, the only show incredible bravery during their interactions with the pirates. Do you think this is a typical trait for young Jedi, or were they inspired by Ahsoka's attitude in the looming threat of the Clone Wars? Again, open floor discussion. Anyone can go. Uh, whoever wants to answer it first. I'm just making room for people to, to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that it is maybe a combination um i think what they learned in the last episode on ilum also probably gave them more confidence to do more about it um 
Uh, we didn't talk about it too much, but in the last episode, uh, I, I feel like Ilum kind of presents a, a challenge to each youngling, like cater to them specifically mm -hmm. uh, for what they need. Um, like the Ithorian needed to overcome uh, his fear of doing things by himself or being alone. Um, Zat needed to trust himself and not completely rely on technology um, and things like that. So I think from what they learned, plus having someone as confident of a leader as Ahsoka was, especially we see, we see it kind of in the first episode, but we really see it in this episode that she just immediately kind of takes charge and is like, this is what we need to do. Mm -hmm. um, which I think is also a testament to how she was taught as well, because, you know, she was thrown right into the fire of the Clone Wars. Uh, whereas the, these younglings are a little bit too young to be, you know, right on the battlefield. Not that Ahsoka wasn't, but she just happened to be put there. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that gave them more confidence to... Uh... Coming to Curiosity Stream, go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew, to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history... Did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. To be more proactive. Yeah, I just want to know what everyone else's reaction was when Hondo just walked in and he was like, I smell profit. <laughs> Because when oh. Harris and I were watching it, I was like, I think this is where he says the line. He's going to say the line. He and then think. he said it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so uh, um, just what was your just thoughts on Hondo and um, what he was how about him trying to steal those kyber crystals? Hondo is perfect and has never done anything wrong in his entire life. So let's <laughs> leave that one. He just just while, I, while I agree with that sentiment, it, my reaction is the same every time Hondo is on screen again. <laughs> not that i'm tired of hondo it's just he's trying this again it's like it's not gonna work yeah hey, you can never get enough out. hondo and uh maybe in next week's uh kenobi episode there was a certain planet name drop so um i'm not going to spoil anything as uh we mentioned earlier but maybe we will see him in the in potentially oh, in kenobi don't um, I mean, as as far as the kids go, I mean, they're just at that age, right? Like they're they're at that age where like they're not just they're they're a little too old to just be passive, you know. And they're they're mm -hmm. starting to learn, they're starting to gain that confidence. And like, I I think they they are at that age where they they would have been proactive and and tried to do something. Yeah, and they also learned sacrifice in the last episode too, with Petro saving Katuni from the, her being stuck. They're willing to they're they're learning sacrifice. And that they're willing to give up themselves in order to save others. And you see this, what happens a lot in this episode with them trying to avoid um, and work together to defeat the pirates and push them back and stop Hondo. And I just think that it's a very 
I love how those episodes uh, interconnect very well. Yeah. I mean, I think this this story, I mean, it's been done a lot. I mean, it's it's very popular, but I think it's great. I mean, it's like Stranger Things and the Goonies, uh, you know, Stand By Me. It's like these like advent these very, very young kids going on these adventures and you know, overcoming like their age, their size, and what people think they're capable of. So it's always an a great like storytelling mechanism and so it's like it's cool to see this in star wars like a basically a goonies style episode almost in star yeah. wars yeah it's like a goonies style with like a little bit mixed up of like a ship invasion of like like mm-hmm. a little tension of like oh they're gonna come get us we gotta get out of yeah. here literally I mean, there are pirates pirate attacks yeah. pirate attacks you know <laughs> it's great again like a good blend of fantasy and sci-fi yeah, did everyone um, get a chance to answer? Uh, I think everyone did. Uh, you guys all good? All good? Everyone got their thoughts? Okay. So we'll hop into the third episode of this arc, episode eight, titled Bound for Rescue. And, you know, surprise, surprise, we get even more Hondo Anaka. And let me begin the plot summary reading because, you know, everyone loves it and uh, I don't get graded harshly about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, Harry. Um, <laughs> All right, episode eight, Bound for Rescue. Piracy and deep space. Infamous outlaw, Hondo Onaka, attacks a Jedi transport being bearing six younglings who just received their lightsaber crystals. So where are these crystals that Hondo knows that he can sell them on the black market for a small fortune? In a desperate attempt to save the younglings, Ahsoka Tano is captured by Hondo and his pirate horde. Now, with a damaged ship, the younglings are stranded and alone. I, again, the show feels off because Luke's not here, but 3 out of 10 reading. <laughs> I was just... give you a okay. 3 because it's a rough yeah. start. <laughs> okay. I See, Harris, if you were a teacher, you would never give your kids a chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so the first question of this arc. Um, so we dive into the very beginning of the episode with uh, the ship being broken down and Obi-Wan is trying to uh, he's getting called in to help them, but obviously they get bombarded by Grievous and his forces. So the first question is, Obi-Wan tells the younglings that they should not risk their safety in order to be heroes. How does this advice go against practically everything he and Anakin have ever done? I don't think it goes against at all. Because Obi-Wan always says it to Anakin. But but they end up going off anyway. So mm-hmm. so he is essentially still echoing what he tells himself and Anakin. And he's like, we shouldn't do this. And then Anakin's like, we're going to do it anyway. And then they go do it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in, in, in Obi-Wan fashion, he tells it to the younglings who yeah. are going to do it anyway. <laughs> and, I mean, to their defense, they did try not to do anything for a little bit until they realized they kind of needed to do something. So they were, they, they, they tried to obey, but, but when push came to shove and they had an issue, they decided to act. And again, that's kind of lead by example. Mm-hmm. I love this arc, but this episode's not my favorite part of the arc. And one of it is because Obi-Wan is like, yeah, we'll go. Oh no, we're not doing that. Those kids will be fine. <laughs> Who cares about the kids? Oh, it's like, it's, it's not even like an, like once, once like the separatists come in and attack, it's not even like, Hey, we should leave. There are children in trouble. We should leave. It's like, no, we're going to finish this fight first. And I'm like, oh. 
Can we also talk about how Yoda was on Ilum and then just peaced out right afterwards? I did even notice that. Kids will be fine, they will. <laughs> well, I mean, Chase, that kind of goes back to what you're saying about the Goonies trope of, like, Obi-Wan is kind of like the parent, you know, they're like, oh my god, like, my kids are missing, but they'll be fine, they'll manage their way back home. It's kind of like that, like, stereotypical trope of that one parent in those, like, movies. <laughs> yeah. For the most part, oh, Obi-Wan's yeah, always going to be by the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As usual. And that's what, that's what makes him an Anakin so well. pirate ship? Okay. But that also kind of shows like the Clone Wars, right? Is that like, oh, there's Grievous. That's like the the war kind of come, comes back into play, and that like you know that 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 draws the focus from from the younglings. Is like, oh, you know, we're being attacked. There's Grievous. Let's finish this. Oh no, let's blow up the ship. Oh wait, not that one. This one. <laughs> yes. Screw you, Harris. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you guys all make great points with um, with how Obi Wan reacts to the younglings because he's just like, "Oh, we'll we'll save them," and then Grievous pulls up. He's like, "Oh, wait, we got to do this. Hold on." <laughs> and then um, that happens, and Obi Wan just says, "You're on your own." Hologram turns off. Like, oh, darn. <laughs> fine. Oh, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Not for these kids, though. <laughs> uh, with that out of the way, did everyone answer the question? Yeah. Real good? Okay. Uh, Harris, I, go ahead I and can... ask the second question in episode three of this arc. Well, speaking of Grievous, we see a much more powerful Grievous in this episode. How do you think Obi-Wan's meeting with him influenced their fight in Revenge of the Sith? Do you think that it made their fight more or less more significant to the both of them? Again, just like before, open for discussion. Anyone can take it. I think, in general, all of their meetings kind of uh, influenced or informed their fight yeah. on in Revenge of the Sith. It's just been, and and it kind of increases the its impact even more because it's it's been like a constant struggle all throughout the whole Clone Wars. They they just keep on meeting each other. There's no end to this conflict. There's no winner. It just so like Grievous keeps on getting away. You know what? I just realized this whole time that Grievous, all they all they really did to Grievous every time there was a chance that they could kill him was just insert the animation of him jumping into his starfighter and just getting away. Oh, no matter uh, what was happening, if the if his capital ship was blowing up or if he was stuck in a cave, just He's running into a ship and leaving before it blows up, and that's how he escapes. The trope that always frustrates me with this, though, is that if you're going to blow up the thing and try to destroy them, don't give them time. Don't say, like, by the way, I'm going to blow this ship up and give them time to run away every yeah, time. Yeah, you should be like, oh, no, Grievous, I'm in the bathroom on this ship. Don't come there. <laughs> but I, I think this draws on the idea that Obi-Wan like realizes like over time that he can constantly... Kind of manipulate Grievous into something, uh, you know, like he jumps down in Revenge of the Sith and says hello there and is surrounded by everybody, but can like goad uh, Grievous into fighting him one on one. Yeah, Brooke, what are your thoughts on uh, Grievous in this episode? Um, I mean, I agree. I think that every time they meet, like Obi Wan is very good at uh, paying attention, and so I think every time that they meet he's making note of like okay what can i do differently next time to be one step ahead 
Uh, and that leads all the way up into their their last fight together. Yeah, I don't know if any of uh, that because when I was watching this, I was like, "Wait, why does Grievous tell Obi Wan that he was trained in the Jedi arts by Count Dooku <laughs> in Revenge of the Sith?" But before this, <laughs> they already he already, he's already aware <laughs> that um, like, that he's <laughs> that he's skilled. Um, but I, I just found that to be very funny with the, the context of the continuity and the lines said. But uh, Sean, do you have any thoughts about Grievous in this episode? Well, then you got the whole throwaway line from Anakin and Revenge of the Sith when they first encountered Grievous that they had to work the entire Clone Wars series around because he wasn't supposed to meet him until that. Uh, yeah. I think that also you know, explains why Obi-Wan didn't really have you know, something quippy to say at Grievous in that initial meeting in the movie because uh, he's already encountered him more than, more than once. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Harris, do you have any thoughts? Well, I mean, like, like I said, like, this is like it's funny because like Grievous has like the funniest thing in this arc where it's like this is his most powerful moment, and then next episode you get his like weakest moment. But like going back to like focusing more on this episode of like with Grievous of like I really do like the scene of like like when he like boards like the ship and like he like taunts Obi Wan by killing the clone and like it's like very graphic violence for again for a children's TV show, but like the way like that happens and then like obi-wan's like whole plan of him trying to flee and like again i thought it was, like, it was really well done and i thought honestly i think it's probably Grievous's best moment of the show because like besides that he really doesn't get that much of a highlight besides son of dathomir and but that's not even released in the show it's more of a comic series that kind of spin off of this i like past comments star wars is just obi-wan sneaking around places that's essentially what's happening in the kenobi show <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and there's every time. Don't be sneaky. suspicious. Don't be suspicious. He's a sneaky boy. <laughs> Don't worry, he's having some hot tea on Jabim. Then he's gonna go back to sneaking places. Well, um, diving more into this episode a little bit more, like I find out how like funny the kids are. Like, all right, Ahsoka's captured. What are we gonna do? Um, let's go join the circus. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. It's a bug's life. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's the whole plot to a bug's life, but with like Jedi younglings. I'm for it. Because I'm just like, that's the logical move. We could like fool Hondo. Like I love how Hondo just doesn't recognize them, even though they just fought each other. Most of them face. Well, wasn't well, wasn't Hondo just like? He was also know. drunk. Yeah, right? he's yeah. drunk. Yeah. Well, what's that quote from Attack of the Clones? Yoda says like, uh, "Curious or something." The mind of a child is. Oh, truly so, wonderful. Truly wonderful. Truly wonderful. Yeah. I I don't know. I I thought about that watching this. How they, you know, they could have like used, you know, like the Jedi are are generals now in the war. They could have been like, "All right, what would General Kenobi do? Like, how would we set up this like attack to save her?" And they're like, "Nope." we're going to join the circus. And so I kind of like how like creative they get. Uh, and it's, I guess maybe also a, uh, because of their, uh, I don't want to say they're naive, but they aren't as experienced because they haven't really experienced stuff with the war. This is their first, see, I mean, I'm going to assume this is kind of their first taste of the world outside beyond just like their training at the Jedi temple um so i don't know i love that part um what was your reaction when hondo was brought into the circus and uh he uh, was on the board and then he's like i'm flying <laughs> he just lands in the, in the back e condo just p condo yeah i, I was it. i laughed so hard <laughs> i was like hondo is flying 
I also just love, like, Ahsoka kind of, I feel like Ahsoka kind of takes like, the Obi-Wan role in this arc of, like, oh, God, here they go again. Like, yeah. like, like I'm just kind of trapped here, but I just kind of have to go with the flow of, like, their plan of, like, not getting approval of anyone and just kind of just winging it. So I just kind of love that little, like, role shift for her in this episode. Yeah, when she first sees him, she's like, oh, no. <laughs> we came to rescue you. Good job. i do i had this thought i do think it's kind of interesting um going like ahead in the timeline that you know despite the the failures that you know happened with anakin um i think that like his you know lineage of qui-gon to obi-wan etc um like ahsoka survived order 66 obi-wan survived order 66 um, we see Gunji in the trailer for the Bad Batch, so I feel like these Jedi that have more uh, the, a better ability to improvise seem to do better. You know, surviving Quinlan Voss also comes to mind. Um, they're they are more out of the box thinkers, um, and I don't know if we'll see some of the other younglings in the Bad Batch, but it would be cool see yeah everyone uh share their thoughts uh there's any anything you want to add to uh grievous in this episode and also if you want to talk about drunk hondo go be my guest uh if you want to talk about how uh the younglings were just insanely brilliant and very witty with their disguises uh and their performance uh anything else anything else you want to add well, I think Element was saying that. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, you can finish. I was going to say you were saying that um, you don't think we'll see Quinlan in Obi Wan Kenobi, but I think we may see him in Bad Batch season two. Um, if Gunji survived and maybe some of the other younglings survived, then Quinlan played a part in that. Oh, I think we're going to get Quinlan in, in Obi Wan and Bad Batch, and probably Jedi Survivor. We're probably going to get Quinlan a lot in the next three hours of Star Wars. I was like, right now. <laughs> he just appears. Element's just like you know what? I'm just gonna have that happen. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think I think this this upcoming episode will be the um, you're gonna see some neat neat friends episode. Uh, but yeah, we're not talking about that show. We're talking about the other show. No, I'm just visualizing Pep when he watches that next step next week's He's episode, and then he pulls up. He just grabs a yellow marker and just bad to the bone and just draws draws across his face. <laughs> bubble predator, bad. <laughs> He's like, this is my time. <laughs> it truly is. I mean, just just to kind of like dovetail off of it, um, you know, the the whole theme right now is the survivors you know jedi survivor Bad Batch season two and then obi-wan with the path and so mm-hmm. i think i think the stage is set for him to return and for anyone that has anything to do with smuggling survivors to return in any of these projects but what i was going to say before we went into that was that you know the the younglings in this episode exemplify uh, the moral of a previous episode, which was the young are often uh, underestimated. Um, and they're, they're being creative, like Brooke said, and they're doing all this to rescue Ahsoka all on their own. And it just kind of like, it kind of like tells you, you know, just how capable the people who train in the Jedi Order are. There may be some 
missed opportunities with teachable moments. There may be some emotional um, immaturity and insecurity with, with, you know, how people interpret their teachings. Um, but for the most part, what they learn uh, makes them very capable people. Um, and it just like seeing these younglings in the circus reminds me of seeing like a six year old prodigy playing the violin. It's just like, if they are in an environment that, you know, where they can truly shine and where, where it just like resonates with them, then they can truly display incredible things. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. You make a really good point there with how well the, the younglings were able to get the job done despite the circumstances and their setting and what was around them. And I think that and like what Hu Yang says, I think that, um, well, this is also what he says in the next episode that these this is the best group of younglings I have ever seen, and I've I've been a part of this order for thousands of years, and it's so cool how they work together. And just 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 in a circus, it's not even like anything to do with the Jedi, like like the aspect of a Jedi. It's a circus, so I think that their dynamic between all six of them is really cool. And again, um, like, that comes that that. And even though we were, went off tangent there, but I think that kind of does relate to what we were talking about in a sense, because, like, if it wasn't for this mission and Ahsoka getting captured and this whole, like, them getting thrown into the war and them having to go with Circus, like, none of this would have happened that way. Because, like, it was this, them being that creative is what made them survive all this. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like by the end of this story arc is kind of where we first see Ahsoka at the beginning of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. There's that... <laughs> Like they're they're kind of at that at that place where they're they're about to be ready to be kind of sent off into the world. Yeah, it it, it does feel very cyclical because it's almost like Ahsoka is where Anakin was, uh, and and the younglings are now where, like you said, they're where she's at, and it's it's just it's cool to see. You know, I guess like you know you see that if you're a teacher and stuff like that. You know, where you were, where they are now. I, I think it's cool that we're seeing that in Star Wars. Just good teachable moments. <laughs> That comment made me think, like, what if we see Gunji in Bad Batch 2 as, like, a circus performer? Oh, what if, like, that's, that's, that's what he falls back to. He's on Kashyyyk <laughs> just, like, balancing something. Well, this also wouldn't be the first time we've seen, like, Ahsoka be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I mean, well, for story purposes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think that it's, it's it's so funny how Katuni was just able to just go on the side and like, oh my god, there's Ahsoka. And then she just sneaks around very quietly and then just gets her free. And then Hano's just like, yeah, what's up? I'm in, I'm in the circus. <laughs> He's just hanging out, having fun. Um, so they didn't even notice his lightsabers are gone or how like she just ran off. <laughs> yeah, well, their teamwork is just amazing. And especially with how it ends up working in this next episode. And... And not to mention before we dive into the, the final episode, um, everyone, every single youngling has finished their lightsaber except for Katuni. Uh, Petro did have some lightsaber issues earlier on, but he did finish his lightsaber, and only Katuni is the only one that didn't finish it. So, as we dive into the final episode of this arc, plot summary of Clor, of course, of course, episode nine: A Necessary Bond. Pursued by pirates, while on a rite of passage, six Jedi younglings and Ahsoka Tano have, are ambushed. While protecting the young Jedi, Ahsoka was captured by the nefarious Hondo Onaka and taken to the planet Florum. Marshalling their courage and training, the younglings infiltrated the pirate stronghold and rescued Ahsoka. Now we find our heroes in a race to their starship with the pirates 
closing in. Hey. Harris, what's my grade? What's my grade? I, I would say, you know, it was better than last time. You had a bigger start. Um, Negative gonna, nine. Oh. 69 out of Six. 10. I'm going nice. to go with a, I'm gonna go with a five out of nine. nine. Get your head out of the gutter. I'll Never. Go, I'll go with a, you know, it was an average one. I, I've seen better. I've seen worse. Like, I, worse I, than I, me last one, you I know. I thought I saw nine out of 10, but I saw the hyphen, and then I just lost all courage in myself. So uh, It's okay. Thank you. Oh, sorry, Katrina. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, before we um, begin, so this episode begins with Hu Yang being repaired and Katuni still having struggles with building her lightsaber. And the moral of this episode is choose your enemies wisely as they may be your last hope, which I think this is just directly pointing towards Hondo Anaka and that some, some hero uh, villains do have a good side to them. And you definitely see this throughout this episode and later in the Clone Wars and in Rebels and in future projects. And I just think that the moral is just, it's just, it's super important to Hanu Anaka in this episode. And um, Harith, would you like to go ahead and ask the first question? Yeah. From what we know from season one, do we think Dooku would have batted an eye if Hondo had not captured him? How does the show that need for that? Eh, how does the show the need for the revenge of the Sith carry? Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. I mean, the Sith are very eye for an eye, right? And that's mm -hmm. the whole thing, like, at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith with, like, Palpatine, like, influencing Anakin, you know? It's like, he 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 cut off your hand, you want to get revenge by also cutting something else off. Yeah. So I, I think there's, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, there's a lot of that in the, the Sith mentality. Yeah, there's a whole movie named after it. <laughs> no way. Where can I find this movie? Uh, I'll uh, I'll send you the file. It's on HBO Max. It's, it's, uh, yeah, Re Return of the Sith. Did it affect this movie or the show called Obi Wan Kenobi at all? Revenge. Yeah, but I heard uh, they didn't watch that movie. Oh yeah, true. Oh yeah, no, no they didn't watch it. Yeah, it's, well, it's an obscure movie. Only real fans. <laughs> Is it Episode Three: Attack of the Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> I think as far uh, as like all the Sith we've seen so far, like they're all about revenge. But when it comes to like Dooku and the distinguished gentleman that he is, he's a, just a little bit more petty than the rest. And I think like 
even if he gets slighted in just a little bit of a way, it's more um, he's more petty in the way he goes about uh, seeking revenge. Yeah, I, I, I like seeing I like seeing Dooku in in this series overall. But it, it is, yeah, it is that that whole theme. I mean, Maul is like he lives off revenge. Like that's the only thing keeping him going. Uh, and and I think it's so cool that like I, I like seeing the difference between Maul's approach to like I'm just going after Kenobi forever and ever and ever. Uh, to Dooku is like, remember that one time you made me upset a little bit? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you. To, like, him calling himself like Count. And yeah. and and holding on to that title and like the way he holds himself with that and how he would react based in based in that stature. Yeah, they took the word out. Duke is more petty. Yeah, he's in petty, that regard. He's a pedal. Yeah, he's a petty political idealist who like he's mainly focused on like okay, how can I get like the separatist cause to myself? But like he's also have that little Sith mentality that I'm going to get my revenge, but I'm not going to do it like like Chase said, like not like the mall style, like, oh, I'm going to come after you. It's like, I'm going to send the droids after you and just let them capture you. And then I'm going to like laugh at you and be like, ha ha, you screwed up. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like, it's like the little petty, like Dooku, like villain of the week style, like mentality. I feel like uh, Dooku is that guy. He's like that typical 80 plus year old dude that gave, that someone gave them the wrong roasted peanuts. And he's like, "You gave me the wrong peanuts. You know what? I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get you for giving me the wrong peanuts." He like he's he's the guy that like screams at the gas station cashier for like not giving him like seven eighty nine exactly back. He's like, "I expected my cash Where are back. my pennies." <laughs> the I challenge you to a duel with the leather glove. <laughs> he's this is an eighty three Malbec and not an eighty two. Dare you? Oh no! <laughs> I'm writing you to inform you have lost a customer today. <laughs> One Star Wars. Are we just saying how Gitu is the ultimate Karen? I'm letting you know you have lost a pirate today. <laughs> what a jerk! Because he made me sit in a room with Obi Wan and Anakin. How dare you deal with their nonsense? Or quote unquote insolence, as he says in that episode. Um, but as we move to, everyone uh, share their thoughts. Anything you guys want to add before we move to the second and final question? No. All right. Cool. So the final question. So before we get into that, um, prior to Dooku having this conversation with Hondo, Grievous goes to him and essentially just lays claim on florum so hondo is like what should i do and then um the younglings find hondo and then hondo's like and then ahsoka's like oh you have a ship and then hondo's like oh all of my uh ships are destroyed uh <laughs> but uh i can find one and he finds a ship and well that was when this was like before this is after he was released but when he is uh brought up on the same um um he was shackled up like how obi-wan was in attack of the clones with dooku we see katuni finally build her lightsaber and i feel like that was the moment where hondo finally became a good guy was seeing katuni build her lightsaber and because he put his profit his money aside and he was willing to just watch her just build her saber because he was like this is priceless this yeah. is worth more than a Jedi lightsaber. 
Um, and he's like, oh, well, cut me down, little Jedi. And, well, if you didn't know, uh, the ship that he flies during the, um, the Smuggler's Run right at Galaxy's Edge is named Katuni after Aww. the, uh, oh, after her. So, yeah. Spoiler so the alert. Ship, the ship that he Spoiler flies. Spoiler alert. Okay. That's been around for over three years, man. <laughs> um, but I think that, like I said, I think this is the point where Hondo truly indulges into being a hero, not a villain, because he's so used to, you know, being that pirate that only wants um, what he wants, but he's willing to, um, you know, the enemy, my enemy is my friend. So, well, partially, because I feel like that he was genuinely wanting to follow them, but with Grievous taking over Florum and, and with Hondo prior to them coming, taking over them is, I like that. But the final question is, how do you think Hondo's interaction with the younglings affected his relationship with Ezra and Rebels. Had they not meet, do you think that Hondo and Ezra would have had a bond at all? Well, I think Katuni is like the, the impetus for him, like really feeling that idea of becoming a mentor and caring about something other than profits. Like he, he finds that moment where like, oh, this, this is valuable. I do care about this, but he's always still like for years battling. It's kind of like a, New Hope Han Solo, like in the middle of it, still kind mm-hmm. of struggling between uh, what is right and what is good for me. Um, but as the years pass, we see him more and more pick the pick the road of being a mentor or doing what's right. Yeah, I feel like with Hondo's character, and he is like genuinely one of my favorite characters, like in Star Wars now. Um, is I think he's always had that little inclination because, like, even earlier in this arc, you know, he sees Ahsoka and he's like, Ahsoka. Why didn't you just say you were here? I would have just asked you to give them to me. Uh, and uh, it's one of those things, like, I think I think everyone's very much correct. Like, when he sees Katuni, like, build the lightsaber, he's like, you know, there's more to this galaxy than what I do. I'm not stopping what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I think, because my favorite line that he has is in Rebels when uh, he's like, Ezra, you lied to me. I'm so proud of you. Uh, and uh, so I think he's always had that like little bit of character to him. But yeah, I, I do like seeing like this is this is his little catalyst, like push him more into that direction. Yeah, I think if he had not like encountered the younglings, like Ezra and him may still have had a relationship, but he might have not always been inclined to do the right thing or, or you know, go in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just like with everyone what everyone said it's just a good look into what hondo values more than just profit uh and so that that moment with katuni where he said this is priceless um he's assigning value to something that he can't profit off of and that's just a major step for his character absolutely that's that's a very good point there and that was like the the, the first step into what would become of Hondo's character, especially later in this show and in Rebels and potentially Kenobi. And by the um, end of Rebels, he says, like, I would do anything for that boy. So, yeah. like, becoming, <laughs> like, going that full, uh, the full, I guess, hero journey in a way. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Scoundrel journey, pirate journey. Whatever the, selfish, the selfish journey. Uh, he's, he's still... Learning the value of of relationships and doing something for somebody else. Yeah. He still, he still prioritizes profits, but I think from this moment on, 
um, his relationship with those that he find he values is equal to profit. Proof that Hondo Anaka has a heart. Um, his heart grew three times that day. Hondo became the lovable uncle you don't want your kids to learn from, but you know they will. <laughs> and you even see it with like other life forms, like uh, Belch. Oh yeah, yeah. You see that you see him develop some of those other relationships. And again, like I feel like this episode has like a really good like pointy at like of like again like you said, uh, the, the going back to the moral of like of like trusting your enemies your, or like the enemy of my enemy is my friend and like how that kind of ties in and then like how they learn to trust each other and how Honda like finally like looks into himself and finds good and then so I feel like this like this is a very like essential episode not even like just for like Hondo, but like for like Ahsoka too, because again, like like you said earlier at the beginning of the episode, the first question of like this is the first time she's learned to develop and like trust others. And it's like a Star Wars theme of like there's there's good in everybody, and it's trying to find the good and and bring that out. I mean, the whole like you know Vader Anakin story arc. Yeah, and then like we also get a little bit of like Rebels foreshadowing again, besides just the Hondo thing of like. Ahsoka versus Grievous. Like, Ahsoka, this is the first time she had to fight someone way taller than her, which, again, that would pay off later in Twilight of the Apprentice. At least I think good offense. <laughs> yeah, and then we, uh, at the very end of the episode, uh, <laughs> once uh, they defeat Grievous and they go back to uh, the Vedator class to re uh, return the, the younglings to Kenobi, uh, the, 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 the banter between... Uh, Kenobi and Hondo is so funny. He's like, "Well, Hondo, uh, you must be uh, this, this, this." And then Hondo's like, "That is a heinous accusation. I am gone. I am gone. I will send, I will you, send my you my bill." bill. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew Hondo had an invoice? <laughs> Hondo has a heart, but he still wants his money. So it's like, and and always turning a situation into like he did something good. You're like, I Always. caused this trouble, but like, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day for Hondo, profit is love, profit is life. Uh, <laughs> Far All right. Factory t -shirt. <laughs> so is there uh, anything else you uh, want to add? Anything? Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Before we uh, close out this episode before we hop into uh, my little segment, which I like to call my three interesting facts. <laughs> if uh, Gunji ends up being a circus performer in season two of The Bad Batch, does that mean we'll see Jar Jar? Yes. Perhaps. <laughs> it, I, I would make that bet that if that is how they... I don't, I, don't, I don't think it will, but yes. I mean, hey, Aftermath set it up for a reason. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
I truly I mean, think Lucas, all of the younglings survived. All you of think them? the whole the whole group. Yeah. I think the whole group survived. Yep. Uh, Qu Quinlan smuggled them out, and they are actually full time animal instincts. Ooh, They're just I like, like it. I like it. <laughs> I'm into it. They just walk around with animal costumes all day. They're like, oh, they will never find us. <laughs> hey, we got Cal Four in the chat. How you doing, Cal? Hey, Cal. Is that a Hoyang we see in the Sucka trailer, or do we think it's just another model of that same type of droid? No, the hundred percent Hoyang. I'm sure it's it's Hoyang. Oh my god, if we hear David Tennant. Mm-hmm. David Tennant live action. Ah, uh, more David Tennant. You can never get enough of David Tennant. I will be happy. Especially all the Doctor Who fans. <laughs> like I know it was very early in the in the show's shooting schedule, but there's no way you just show off a, that kind of droid without a voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For no reason. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're trying to amp up the fandom with Yeah, uh, I mean they've gotten pretty big names to voice the droids in live action too. Yeah. So Yeah, we get Hu Yang with Hopefully, Jason Sindula. Maybe. Do we, yeah. do we know playing here? I mean, Filoni's in charge of this, so you're going to get a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we just get another Order 66 scene, but. Uh, we could get oh, Ahsoka yeah. doing another gathering for someone else. The new, the new Jedi gathering. That would be cool. <laughs> I would just wonder, like, where would she find those those young Jedi? Would it just be from Luke or from the path? The path, yes. And I, mean, I, I setting think things uh, up. Ahsoka is where we're going to get our Clone Wars flashbacks. Wait, are you saying that we're going to see Ahsoka in Kenobi? No, no, no. It like the Ahsoka show. Oh, I think like the path, like the one that they're they're covering in the Kenobi show right now. Because Rev is like, where's the path? And then Leia's like, I won't tell you. I'm a princess of Alderaan. <laughs> um, but Charles, go into three inches of X. All right, yes. Um, so you're absolutely stunning, groundbreaking, earth-shattering. Three interesting facts. Yes, so totally with, dynamic. With that out of the way, I will dive into my little segment. All right, three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part thirty: The Gathering Arc Edition. Fact one: A callback to Empire Strikes Back. Gunji hears his crystal call to him in a piercing wail, which is a callback to the distracting sound Chewbacca must suffer through when a prisoner uh, in Cloud City during Episode 5. Fact 2. A fan-made animation? Petra's lightsaber training maneuver as seen in um, Bound for Rescue, um, the whirlwind of destiny was actually created by a young fan as part of the join the Jedi contest sponsored by Hasbro. The winning entry submitted by Brendan Lake was animated into the show and he received screen credit for it. Fact three, a fun connection to season two. Ironically enough, Ahsoka is saved by the very vessel she caused to crash in lethal trackdown that is the final episode of season two and which is of course the fire spray ship and there you have it those are the three interesting facts about the gathering arc of course we're gonna boba fett fact you boba fett sam why not i mean hey that's my that's my, that's that's the that's that's the baby all right <laughs> so um with that out of the way let's dive in to star wars news oh well
All right, so and we're back, and um, we'll uh we'll bring in this guy to uh, start us off with the Star Wars news. I, I thought you were replaced. <laughs> I thought I'd replace you. What the hell is going on? I gotta go, guys. Oh, hey, you know, just trying to save the day. No, what's up, guys? How are you? Good. Fucking. I, Pep, oh, I was about dead. to say, I was dead. about to say, you didn't come into this podcast saying looking so disappointed. Yeah. I, I, thought I have you to change it up. No, you don't. You really don't. Char, you should Char. do it every time. It never Char. gets old. I love it. You forgot the ranking. The oh, arc that's ranking. Right. That is right. Hold on. Let me pull up the banner real quick. Oh. <laughs> you know, this has been chaos. You know, chaos is the ladder. No, I, I, I'm really looking. I was just going to stand here. I was just going to sit in the background and just watch this whole happen. Okay. Um, where's the, I got uh, it. I got it. I got it. There yeah. you go. All right, everybody. Uh, for those that have been on before, I'm, we're going to start with you guys. Uh, Brooke, what's your ranking of the episode? Um, overall, I'd give it Jedi Knight, but I would give specifically the first episode, Jedi Master. It's one of my favorite Clone Wars episodes. And it's like Gunji. being a, well, Gunji and yeah. being like a Fallen or a big Fallen Order fan. I just love like watching that episode and then going to Ilum in the game and how like similar it looks and gives me all the, the warm and fuzzies despite being a very <laughs> cold planet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nick? Uh, for me, uh, because the first time I, I saw this, I was so excited to like finally really see like them getting kyber crystals and building lightsabers and like getting to see that experience. So uh, for me, because I, I attached to that, I would, I would go Jedi Master. Okay. Uh, Chase? Uh, everything but the third episode gets a Grand Master from me. Ooh. I really... This... So... Season five really kicked off Clone Wars for me, mostly because of like the like starting with Onderon, like oh man, I get why people like this show now. Um, but this <laughs> one coming in was awesome. I played Fallen Order before watching this, so seeing like seeing what it was and like later on, and then seeing it and it's like you know how it was supposed Hate to be it. really it was like a real treat. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the third episode. I would give the third episode like a Jedi Knight. I think it's still really good, but everything else with Hondo um, and especially just the first episode and also just Yoda being like, oh, it's just ice. You can break through it. What were you guys scared of? Like, it's like, that is the chef's kiss moment just on its own. So, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Element. I'm going to go Jedi Master across the board, except for the gathering, because that was like the first time we had just like just like Hondo says, this is priceless. You know, <laughs> this is the first time we've we've seen lightsabers being built in canon. And to this day, we still do not have a big screen lightsaber build from nope. any of the big screen heroes. I, you know, I was hoping we were going to get to see Ray build hers. You know, we had um we had a hint of it on her when she was at her workbench. Um, and it's just something that, that is truly special in when it comes to like force lore and Jedi lore is just the, the, the ceremony and the process behind building a lightsaber. And so the gathering itself with Hu Yang 
naming all of those parts and referencing, you know, um, the, uh, what is it? The, the battle of, of, um, the battle of Rashford and the something of Parliok and Cartusian whale bones. We should have made that a trivia question. He doesn't know it. Write that down. Note that down. Write that down. Write that down. I'm probably going to know it in the next five (laughs) seconds. Um, but, but yeah, the, the gathering itself gets a grandmaster from me. Nice, nice. Obi-Shan Kenobi? Uh, I would say the arc as a whole, I'd probably give it a Jedi Knight. Um, but the gathering episode, I'd give it a Jedi Master. Um, I love all the call forwards to uh, Fallen Order and Rebels and even the little call forward to Galaxy's Edge with the Katuni. Um, also, my favorite, one of my favorite lightsaber designs is Gunji's, the wood handle. I hope that... Disney does that that hilt one day and releases that, or we see it with LGT as well. That'd be really awesome. No, yeah, absolutely. Real now wood, we'll, I hope. Yeah, Real wood, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be cool. But, okay, so uh, let's get into the news. Obviously, Char already did it. So, Bad Batch Season 2 trailer. Um, for all of us that had gone to Celebration, we got a different trailer than everybody else did. Um... What were your guys' thoughts on the Bad Batch uh, Season 2 trailer? We'll start with Obi-Shan Kenobi since he didn't go to Celebration uh, to see like uh, what his experience of seeing the trailer was uh, on the internet, I guess you should say. Yeah, so I did see several of you guys share that like Cody was also in the trailer, um, so we get that. Um, I'm loving the new the new designs or the new like color scheme changes for most of the Bad Batch. Except for tech, I think he gets like the the least amount of upgrade. Um, I screamed when I saw Genji like reappear, so I'm really excited to see what they do with him and possibly the other younglings that might appear. Um, and it'll be interesting to see the dynamic between like Cody and Crosshair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and whoever else wants to go from Celebration, just take the reins. Who who wants it? Absolutely lost my shit when I saw Gunji. <laughs> yeah. Um, Me too, Alanis. <laughs> it's not something. Jesus. It's not something that it's not something that you would have expected from the Bad Batch trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. Seeing one of the younglings survive, it's one of those things that catches you off guard. No, like everyone, like uh, Jesse was on Cody Watch. Like everybody is is looking for those things with Cody, but with Gunji or in any other youngling that's probably going to make an appearance in Bad Batch Season 2, that's probably the biggest takeaway for me is learning that they survived and what role they have to play in, you know, possibly providing the catalyst for Crosshair like they provided the catalyst for Hondo yeah. to come back. Oh, yeah. Brooke? I'm just happy to see them again. <laughs> like the Bad Batch was just so fun. It was nice to watch a show where there weren't like the stakes weren't that high. Like you just got a fun episode every week and you got to see like the the progression of the empire that we haven't really seen before. Um, but I'm really excited to see how they've grown as a team, especially with Omega. Because uh, we got that extra little like clip uh, uh, separate from the trailer, and it just made me so happy to see like Omega's growing up a little bit and like yes. becoming more confident in her abilities. And I think the rest of the team is 
going to accept her more and trust her more as like being a real member of the squad and not just like this kid that they are have to take care of. So when you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA Safe Pilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. Nick? I mean, there's definitely that element of, like, when they finish the first season, like, where are they going to go with this? Because, like, the, that that time period and, and these types of characters are not developed in... And where are they going to dive in? And the trailer kind of showed that, like, oh, they're not, they're not going to hold back. Like, they're, you know, that like all the all the cameos that we see, like the the questions we hear from like Cody debating certain aspects and some of the other cameos. Like, I'm I'm just excited that 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 they're they seem to be kind of like going full steam. And I know like the cameos in the trailer are going to kind of be spread out, but throughout the show. But uh, the fact that that's happening, the fact that there is evolution in the team, and then we get a little bit of that time jump. I think will be exciting. Oh yeah, Chase. As someone who's not seen the Bad Batch, I also have stayed away from the trailers. <laughs> Chase doesn't finish Clone Wars, guys. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love the last episode. Yeah. She's not very good, guys. I'm sorry. Except for yeah. D Squad. You watch D Squad about that. Yeah, I watch oh. D Squad on repeat. Oh, God. I, it, next week, I can just hear myself and Alanis just groan over writing just, those notes. Just get ready for the PowerPoint. Episode. That's all oh. I have to say. Yes. College oh, lecture my. on pod ones. Let's go. Oh, no. Um, uh, I will say the one thing that I really enjoyed is obviously we get Palpatine. We got the we got Palpatine at the end of our trailer in the Imperial Senate in the Imperial Senate. So we know, so we know that uh, um, the Bad Batch is going to Coruscant. Uh, so we'll see how much that ties in. Uh, but that that was one thing that I get that uh, I came away with, and obviously I was like, I to be honest, we've seen a lot of Vader in a lot of these shows. I don't want him in Bad Batch. I think he, there's That's a, a time. First. I think there's. You don't, I, say you don't want Vader. That's a first. No, no, I don't want Vader because he's. This is happening during 2017, uh, the comic run. If I'm no, correct two, on that, it's two to three years later. Omega is it older. two to? Is yeah, it two Omega's, to three years older? Yeah, Omega's I, a lot older in the trip in the clip. She's older. She well, looks older. like She's more of a teenager than a preteen. I don't know, but I just don't want to see Vader, to be honest. But. Uh. Pat, you're dead to me. <laughs> uh, Char and Harris. Well, everyone mentioned it. The main thing that stuck out to me was Gunji and Cody, but the Cody stuff I really want to like just dive in on. Like yeah, the man. fact that like Cody is like now recognizing that the, the clones are being replaced. They're kind of he's gotten in the place of the bad badge roots, except on the opposite side of the war. He noticed that they're all being replaced. His chip finally went out. You can tell by the way he's kind of like questioning everything like mm-hmm. again it's very interesting to see like this kind of dark side mirror arc of the bad batch and rex 
but you kind of see it from the other side of the coin. So I'm really excited to see how they're going to develop that. And as I said on Diet in the Forest when the Bad Batch first trailer came out, I really want to see Cody versus Rex and see how that finally ends with Rex killing Cody. Yeah, that's it. And 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 we will not be gaslit into thinking that Agent Callus will show up. I I will not allow that. <laughs> Sorry. I do want to see Wolf though. Yes. Yes. We don't, yes. We, don't, we don't know how he team like he he meets up with uh, Rex. We love the one hundred fourth. Yeah. 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 It would be Close. nice to see the team up with Rex for yeah. all of them. Yeah. Close, bros. Char, your thoughts on the trailer? We're just gonna get more Wrecker, and uh, yes. I love Wrecker. Yes. Oh, I don't like heights. Yeah. This is not fun for me. It, and it seemed like during the panel. Uh, oh D. no, Bradley crabs. Ba- yeah, Dee Bradley Baker very much like favors like wrecker is his favorite for sure oh and when he was doing the cross here uh an order is an order god she alana i was sitting with alanis (laughs) during that panel and she like slapped me like three or four times during that and it's just it's just it was just you know it's hilarious thanks brooke i I didn't want to say it i didn't want to to sit next to you and slap you a bunch uh <laughs> maybe maybe in london maybe in london i'm really curious and no uh no spoilers for chase but like the very end of season one i'm wondering if that's how much that will tie into uh the storylines going forward oh, oh it yeah. has to be it yeah. has to be yeah but moving from one trailer to the other trailer we got andor um that's coming up here in August, at the end of August. Uh, what is everybody's thoughts on Andor? I cannot wait for Andor. It oh looks my gorgeous. god, looks good. Yeah. I'm so excited. I just, I just want six episodes of Mon Mothma and Cassian Andor screaming at each other. That's all. <laughs> I need. You know, well, I, I think, think this is going to be what twelve episodes. So there's going to be 24 as a whole. Oh there's going to be a part one, part two. So they just they finished filming uh, um, part one in 12 episodes, and then they're going back and filming later this year. I think that's what they said. Um, and that, and they'll be have another 12 episodes. Uh, so, but they said it's going to be three seasons. The first one's going to be what five years before. The second one is going to be spanning those like two years of like, like. That from the five to like the third year, and then the and it's getting closer to Rogue One, and then the final season is gonna like run up to almost concurrent with the show. With the movie. that would be nice. I would, I would really, really, really enjoy yeah. that for sure. Everything um, we've seen just like so, like, yeah, it <sighs> looks. I, I, well, we're gonna get more backstory on, on Andor, on Cassian, and stuff like that. So that's what I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, excited to see more of his like his character progression from like how he gets radicalized to who we see him as in, in Rogue One. Yeah. And then um, I think this is the best wardrobe we're going to be getting out of a female Star Wars character since Padme uh, out of Mon Mothma. So. Mm. Um, the one thing that I, 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 I'm sure you've all have noticed, but every Disney Plus show has been vastly different than what we expected. And I yes. think that's been a very good thing. And like, I mean, no, I don't the Mandalorian was going to be the wild West and that's not Boba Fett show. And it was the, it was the, the daddy, daddy Lorian show. And it's, it's beautiful. Book of Boba Fett was not like this gritty bounty hunter thing. It was almost a Sopranos esque show and Mm -hmm. Kenobi, 
not what I was expecting. I love it, but I'm very expected to see like where is this show gonna go? Um, because I think this is you know it's gonna be there seems to always be that other pairing. You know, we had Fennec, we have Grogu, now we have Leia. Like who's got we ha- we seems Mon like we're like, Mon, we we think we're gonna get Mon Mothma, but that's not the direction that the trailers took everything else. Uh, so I'm very curious how this show is going to turn out. I think it's going to be just... It's the dark spy thriller. We're getting, like, a very, yeah. like, personal Rogue One style, like... Like, again, it's like like that like that first scene with Cassie and Andor. We're going to learn why is he at the place he's at in Rogue One of, like, why is he able to do these dark deeds for the Rebellion and just not even that night? Oh, I think he's going to be a scumbag. I think he's going to be a total scumbag in this show. Yeah, because he's going to... Well, you have to also think about what he says to Jin. We all did horrible things for the Rebellion. Yeah. And you're going to see these horrible things. He's going to turn on people. He's going to do whatever he can so that the Empire fails. So the, in the trailer, we get... I did not put this together, but we get... What's his name? Hannah the King in uh, uh, season uh, 5 through 7 for Cersei. What's that guy's name? Oh, what's his name? Wait, what? The High Sparrow? No, not the High Sparrow. Uh, um, the 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 uh, maester who got kicked out, who ends up bringing the mountain back alive. Uh, Kyburn. Yes, Kyburn. Yeah. He is an imperial, and that is a perfect casting. Mm-hmm. He is just straight up. He he stinks of imperial. So <laughs> I, I was like, I I saw him in the trailer, and I was like, oh wow, I completely forgot he was even cast. So I, the, Andor looks looks awesome. Yeah, we also got Stellan Skarsgård and um. I forget the actress's name, but the woman who plays Aunt Petunia in the Harry Potter series. Oh, she was like I, at the last. She was like in that last clip. I hope in this in the same way we kind of got Luke and Ahsoka and Book of Boba Fett unexpectedly. I would love to see Hera unexpectedly oh. in Andor at some point. We know it's taking place around the same year yeah. as Rebel season one. Yeah. Interesting. 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 We also, got a live action Hera now. I don't know who it is, but also yeah. I gotta mention the LTT gunships and the clone troopers. Yes. Yes, that's that's gonna be fun to watch that flashback. Any any other thoughts on Andor? Lots, but let's move on. Classic baloney <laughs> with the quarter six tie in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, let's make this the first show without that. <laughs> you know it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I I have hope. Uh, <laughs> Rebellions are built on hope. Char, <laughs> thank you. Char, I will let you take this next newsworthy. All right. So the third topic for our news today is that our Star Wars trivia ter- uh, championship is up on our channel. Uh, as you just found out from this, if you haven't seen the the, the video, Element Seven's our champion. Uh, go ahead and flex the belt. Because I know that uh, you've always, you've been wanting to do that for the past few months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, as a competitor, what did you think of the setup? What what what, what were your thoughts on the tournament as a whole? Um, it was it was tough, honestly. I mean, everyone did an absolutely wonderful job in you know writing the questions questions were were tough and my opponents all throughout the entire experience were were really really tough opponents you know i i i i I did well because i treated every single opponent 
um, seriously. Well, and um, also you killed your round two uh, round two in the championship by well, getting he killed, all five he, right. He killed it every single time he played was round two, was that he, he just yes. dominated. He, he knew those on. answers. Um, but, yeah. like Yeah, it, so if, if you want to go ahead and watch the Trivia Championship, it is up on our channel between Element 7 and his half of the dyad, Darth Chaco. So. Absolutely. Unexpected. Absolutely. Has the dyad and... been split now? been severed no. okay good no, it's, it's stronger mm. than ever it's gonna yeah. it's right now right now it's it's at the phase of um are you getting ready the last forbid- jedi yeah you're doing the forbidden handshake <laughs> we're, not, we're not we're not doing that but it's the it's the it's the moment uh it's the moment where the lightsaber breaks in half and then okay. I just i just take it and run okay that's fair and and then he's, gonna try, he's gonna try to get you. it back does Chaka close the door on you? Ching! <laughs> <laughs> um, but our last topic, uh, we do know D23 is going to have exclusive stuff, Star Wars, Marvel, but here's my question to end the show. What like what do you think do you think that the they will release the to the public the Ahsoka or the Mando stuff? That we that they got at celebration, or are you thinking no. brand new things? No. Neither. Looking for brand new. <laughs> I think I think we might get a small teaser, but what they showed at celebration was was a wholly unique gift because they were so they're so early in production, they couldn't possibly put together anything kind of consequential. So if they do show anything uh, at D twenty three, they'll have something a little bit more substantial, but it'll just be a really small teaser. Yeah. I'm hoping for an acolyte user. Yeah, there's so many, that'll happen sometime later this year. Yeah, there's so many uh, there's so many upcoming projects that we know about, and obviously there's stuff we we don't know about that's also coming. And I definitely see, um, maybe like a t- another teaser for one of the shows we know is coming up quickly. Maybe getting another Andor teaser, like a 45 second thing or something like that. But I definitely see like maybe just showing some logos of like new projects that like we don't know that are going on. Just being like, hey, this animated show is happening. Just so you know, it'll you know twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five season. Like, get ready. Lando, Lando. I think. Uh, I think because I think because London's happening in a little less than ten months now. They're not going to do anything grand. They're going to keep it for celebration. I think we're going to see Taika Waititi's movie. We're going to see Rogue Squadron at London. And so D23 is most likely going to be a catch-up for everyone who didn't go to celebration. I will be packing a wheelchair for celebration because I will (laughs) (laughs) will not be able to walk when I show Rogue Squadron. I've seen Top Gun twice now in the theater and I'm like fully fully on the Rogue Squadron. My my pitch is you do just just take the Top Gun plot and change all the characters' names and make it Star Wars. You don't have to do anything else. Like no, no, like Wedge Antilles as yes. Maverick, and that's exactly. It. That's... Yeah. Yes. Set it after the sequel trilogy. You can have characters. Nice flying like, myself. Possibly, oh, like, Maverick was so good. You can have characters oh. like Poe be like the like in the role of like mentor of like we don't want Wedge here, but he's here. Like you can do a lot. But uh, anybody else you can got be my anything? ex-wingman anytime. 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, there you go. There you go, Chase. And I I need I need topless hutball. That's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need a uh, wedge. Yeah. Oh man. I wish playing. What are they doing? Building yeah. a team. <laughs> um anything else that y'all want to talk about that maybe we, 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 we didn't touch on? I miss all of you so oh, much. Oh. Well, we miss you also, too. I miss buddy. you too, Chase. We miss you. But um to uh to Char and Harris. Good job. Thank you. You didn't you didn't crash. Well, well to Luke. Way to go. <laughs> you know, hey Luke, you, you should expect better me from my flying days, you know. Ah, that's true. That's true. But um that's going to be an episode uh we'll start with Obi Sean Kenobi. Where can the good people follow you on social media? Uh, we covered it this at the beginning, but um, obi.sean underscore Kenobi for TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, my Instagram could really use some love, so head on over there and give me a follow. Absolutely. Uh, Chase. Uh, forward into the black on everything and once a month on Rogue Council. Absolutely. We'll go Nick. This uh, codename underscore Fulcrum on TikTok and Instagram is Nick underscore codename underscore Fulcrum. I'm in the underscore club. <laughs> and Brooke? Uh, underscore gang on TikTok, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I Maybe I'm going to come back to Twitch soon. Ooh. Maybe. Ooh, are you going to um, give us a little bit of a tease here? Or call what's it a comeback. Uh, I mean, I just like, I really didn't like playing KOTOR, and I just need to switch games, and I'll have fun with the game to stream. Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, yeah I, have Guardian, I have Guardians to play, oh, awesome. so awesome, probably awesome. that, and uh, there's a couple other Star Wars games that have come to the Switch, so. There you go. Like, you like go. KOTOR 2. In, like KOTOR 2. And where can the good people no. buy all of your merch? Um, you can give me all of your money uh, at farfarawayfactory.com. Uh, I just released two new shirts. Uh, it is a Hayden Christensen Defense Squad and a Moses Ingram Defense Squad t-shirt. Yes. Um, and I have a lot of other fun stuff hopefully coming out through the summer for uh, Thor Love and Thunder and other random Star Wars things. So, Absolutely. Go support her out there. She makes great stuff. Uh, I I don't buy I don't buy from much, but if I do get my Star Wars or Marvel stuff, it's from it's from Brooke. Um, Element, finally getting you on the Clone Wars rewatch. Uh, thank you for joining. We finally so, appreciate it. I mentioned earlier <laughs> that I planned this, but I didn't really. I I, didn't, <laughs> I, I signed up for this because uh you know you had told me that oh sacrifice voices and destiny is just way out there uh in the future and i was like well dang so i picked you know the gathering because it's an, it's another force jedi lore episode and then i didn't realize that it was gonna line up to be like a couple of days after i got this bad boy so <laughs> yeah. also you yoda stan yeah <laughs> what's, wrong with, uh, what's wrong with yoda <laughs> we're not going to get into that right no, now. No, we're not don't, having that hey, debate. Don't ask Alanis that question. No, don't put don't put Pep and uh, and Alanis in that in that situation. I'll make Alanis a believer of Yoda. 
I tried Pep, but I don't think I was very successful uh, at all. Well, I don't think you really tried all that hard. But, Element, where can the good people follow you on the social medias? I put in effort. Have you tried, have you, have you tried like this? Giving her this? <laughs> Jedi mind? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, just play that one. <laughs> uh, well, Alanis wouldn't get very far. <laughs> She'd try to punt him, but then she would find herself in, like, I don't know, on a different planet. Uh, but, it's very uh, dense. I do want to comment, uh, Brooke, if you are going to, please remember to tag me in anything. If you do any Satil gear, I will empty my savings on that one. <laughs> I <got> uh, you. <laughs> uh, uh, underscore gang, L underscore element seven, underscore on TikTok, Twitter, extra underscore at the end for Instagram, youtube.com slash diet in the force every Saturdays, every Saturdays, every Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific with Darth Chaco. Absolutely, absolutely. Harith Productions. Yes. You can find me here at Pod Ones. Ha, Subversion Expectations, Luke. You, you, you thought I would forget? I didn't. I'm glad uh, you started with that, though. That's good. Good, good yeah, job. I also took charge stick of, like, of like what he's going to shout out. Uh, you can find me at uh, Harith Productions on TikTok, uh, Harith Edits on Twitter. Actually, wait. I got to join the underscore gang for that one. Um, and then, um, again, they fly now on Mondays. Char? Where can the good people follow you? Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> That is, that is a requirement every time. You got to do that. Good people, you can find me on TikTok at charcharj, as spelled right here. And you can find me here at the Podwans podcast every Thursday night to cover our Clone Wars rewatch. Next week, we'll be covering D-Squad. Chase, I know that you're happy Yay. about that. And then no every... At all. And then you will find me and Luke and Harith every Friday night as we have our Kenobi roundtables. Yes, yes. Uh, I think this one's going to be an interesting conversation for a lot of people. But um, you can follow us at the Pod Ones Podcast on TikTok, Pod Ones Podcast on Twitter, and at the Pod Ones Pod on Instagram. Uh, for those that are here, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, for everybody in the chat, thank you so much for showing up. It's awesome. Uh, like, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. It would help us a lot. Um, and Cal with the dirty joke at the end. I love it. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was the me biggest when I, I said D squad. Like oh, I put emphasis yeah, on D. Yeah, I know, I know, anyway, I know. Let's I know. close this. But uh, that's it. Uh, for Light and for Life. We're all the Republic. And may the Force be with you. Always. Always. Hey, guys. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.